Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this uh, this man back. He is, of course, the inventor of, R- of mRNA technologies, the vaccines. Uh, he's a, a doctor that's world-renowned, has never had an issue before COVID showed up, and suddenly the left has been attacking him nonstop. It's Dr. Robert Malone. Doc, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you, Joe. Thanks a lot for having me back on. You're very welcome. I, I want to get into uh, the fact you've got a book out. We'll get into the, the substance of the book in a moment, but I want to put the name out there right up front. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming. It's available on Amazon. Go and get that right now. But I just told you that I had Dr. McCullough on yesterday. There is so much happening in the past week when it comes to vaccines, vaccine technology. We've got the Surgeon General of Florida saying men between 18 and 39 should not take the vaccine because you've got an 84% increase in cardiac-related deaths in the first 28 days after vaccine. You've got Pfizer admitting that it never stopped the spread or, or, or uh, you from getting it, even though they, they never even tested it, Doc. Uh, although our government said that it did both those things when it never did. So where are we today? On, on these vaccines, and where are we, we today as a, as a society when it comes to the disinformation we've been dealing with for two-plus years? Well, okay, we've got another three hours to go on that one. <laughs> uh, the short version is that it's become more and more clear, even to those that have not woken up, that we have been lied to, that the government uh, in both administrations has misrepresented the status of these products that I hesitate to call vaccines. Right. Um, and furthermore, there was uh, really truly disinformation. Disinformation is incorrect information spread for political purposes. And there really was disinformation spread worldwide, including in the European Union. And what you're referencing there is the recent uh, statement that was elicited uh, in hearings in the European Union by a Pfizer, I think, vice president, right? Uh, because Boria refused to testify, um, and now, as you know, there's there's a push to call him to testify in the Senate. Uh, finally, uh, the Republican uh, minority has enough of a backbone that they're going to make a fuss over this and not just leave the outliers like Ron Johnson swinging in the wind. And Ron Johnson, he's done he's done yeoman's work, and, and he's he's in a very tough reelection campaign. I hope that he wins. If the Senate I, if the Senate goes to the Republicans, Doc, they're going to really bring this stuff to the surface. Uh, quite so, and I think um, appropriately so. Uh, um, as you mentioned, Joe is in a tough fight. He has a long history of pulling it out at the last minute. Right. And I think that there's a good chance that the polls are underestimating uh, the, uh, I'm going to call them conservatives rather than Republicans, okay, uh, forgive right. me, uh, the conservative vote, uh, because a lot of conservatives are just not interested in responding to pollsters. So I, I have, I have um, great hope uh, for uh, my good friend Ron Johnson. And also, I'm, as you know, uh, Joe, I'm a huge supporter of my friend Dr. Joe Latipo. I think he's an American hero. Um, and I wrote a substack about that two days ago uh, regarding this, uh, the study and the press release. And just to kind of put the point on that, please, uh, I, I was asked to opine on another broadcast about uh, that particular study and that press release. And I, uh, I took it seriously, um, didn't just fall in line with everybody that was uh, – either strongly against or strongly in favor. 
I reviewed it carefully myself. I spoke to another epidemiologist about her interpretation. And then I spent 45 minutes on the phone talking over any concerns I had and getting clarification from uh, Dr. Latipo. And I, I just want to say I'm completely convinced of the nature of the data that there's a couple little nuances there that I think uh, will will bear further scrutiny as additional data come in in the state of Florida. Right. But uh, all of this chitter-chatter, like Charlie Crist, really um, defaming Joe Latipo, understand Joe Latipo is, uh, got his MD at Harvard. He got his PhD at Harvard. He had his training at, as a internist at Harvard. Um, he succeeded in all of those with flying colors. Then he became a full professor at UCLA. And then he was at the very front edge of the response with Americans frontline doctors in calling out early treatments, which of course got him railroaded at UCLA. Right. And uh, he became a, uh, a supporter and fan of uh, the governor. And um, now he has accepted this appointment. And I think he's done fantastic work. I had the pleasure of being with him uh, in the curtain close on um, COVID, uh, where he made the decision about not recommending for children. And that was a fascinating story. Basically, Ron asked him right before I was there, on the, on the committee, I mean, he consulted with many of us, which the press now say is, didn't happen. But uh, um, in any case, we had, we had uh, many, many highly qualified physicians consulting with him on that. And the backstory was that uh, Ron DeSantis, right before he went on stage, uh, asked Joe, because um, Joe was asking him, well, what should our policy be about childhood vaccination? Right. And, and Ron asked him flat out, he said, would, your, would you have your children accept these vaccines? And Joe said no, and Ron said, well, there's your answer. And, and, and I want to stop you there. I want people to go to the, to the Substack. It's rwmalonemd.substack.com. Go and read this piece. Twitter is a weapon, not a business. Twitter defamed him, too, by taking down the Surgeon General of Florida's post about what this study showed. It was just factual research. He was just showing the results of it. And Twitter thought, I better step in and save, I guess, whatever money they're making off of all of this. And, and the thing is, Doc, and I, I hope that you'll opine about this a bit. There is no reason for you, nor Urso, or McCullough, or, um, or the Surgeon General here in Florida to lie. You guys want us to be well. Your job is to, is to heal those who need healing. So why does the left get away with pretending like you all want to do something bad to people like, you know, stop them from taking something that would save them? You literally would want, them, would want me to take it if it worked, wouldn't you? Absolutely. If it, if it had a uh, safety and efficacy ratio that made sense for you. This is what I've said all along. And uh, I've only mentioned it on a couple of podcasts. I actually had a lengthy meeting with Nancy Pelosi's office last fall. I had which, no idea, I did not, how did that go? In which I pleaded uh, that they would stratify by age the risks and benefits, and also stratify by age the risks of the virus itself. And I met in, in particular with her basically second in command, uh, who's a healthcare economist. Okay. And, and uh, I got much reassurances, oh yes, we agree, we think this is really important. And of course, absolutely nothing was done and there was right. no follow-up. Amazing, so, Go ahead. Yeah, that, 
Well, it's it's you know the duplicity. Uh, I'm using the gentlest word I can. Uh, has been profound, uh, and it's worse than it's more so much more than duplicity. It's been very aggressive propagandizing, um, and the reports keep coming in. Thankfully, uh, Jeff Landry and the other uh, attorney general, uh, their lawsuit against the federal government for colluding with uh, big tech has revealed an amazing network of collusion. Yeah, I, think it's Landry, I think it's Landry and Schmidt, I think. That's correct. Thank yeah. you so much. I keep forgetting uh, Mr. Schmidt's no name. No problem. Embarrassed for that. Uh, but I know Jeff personally quite well, so that's why I can remember him. Yes. Uh, and besides that, who could ever forget Jeff Landry if you've met him? Yeah, no, he's a great guy. We've had him on several times. <laughs> he's a character. <laughs> he is. Uh, a true Cajun, um, not, not an artifice. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, so thanks to their lawsuit, uh, we now have the clear documentation together with the uh, FOIA that came, I think, from Blaze Media. Right of the billion dollar subsidy mm -hmm. and people are finally starting to pick up on that but in the case of the twitter substack uh essay that we put out um that's based on some deep uh mapping that was done for a client uh and uh it was relationship mapping trying to assess whether there was links between various parties in the federal government, uh, particularly the Obama administration, the Biden administration, Twitter. And uh, the biggest reveal that came out of that was uh, Alison Fauci, uh, Tony Fauci's daughter, right. who's an engineer at Twitter, who appears to be a major conduit for this exchange of uh, targeting for who Twitter should be um, uh, reacting to. What we really have documentation for now as I mentioned in the headline, is that Twitter is absolutely a weapon. I've known that a long time. It's it's a cyber weapon. That's what it is. It, don't be confused. Okay, right. this this is full on cyber weapon, and the capabilities of that weapon are largely hidden from the public. But I, you know, having had classified status and uh, worked with Defense Threat Reduction Agency, and everybody thinks I just did vaccines. No, I've done a lot of other things, uh, including supporting clients in this uh, cyberspace. And uh, people are very naive about what uh, modern cyber warfare is about and what the capabilities are of platforms like Twitter. Um, and what what was one of the things that was really fascinating that came out with these in these analyses that were done for a legal case, and I can only speculate which one, but we might have already mentioned it. Right. Uh, um, uh, but this has now been made public, uh, and I suggest that anybody interested should click through the substack to the links for the primary source information, because we barely scratched the surface. But what it clearly demonstrates is that Twitter is not only a cyber weapon, but it's a cyber weapon that's being deployed by the Democratic Party against uh, conservatives. That's unequivocal now. Well, it is, and we know that it was foia to get uh, um, Karine Jean-Pierre and Fauci's emails back and forth with Twitter and with Facebook. And if we find out that they were, in fact, instructing these these platforms what to do, we then find out that they're serving as arms of the government, and perhaps we've got a First Amendment case here as well. It's uh, Dr. Robert Malone. Go to rwmalonemd.substack.com. That's uh, where you can read about Twitter. It's a great piece that he just wrote, and again, it's all linked out. 
out. It's all researched. And you can go and, and really educate yourself on it. Get his book that's on Amazon, Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming. I just want to reiterate what you said. I did not know that you had a meeting with Nancy Pelosi and her, and her top people. Um, because hearing you say it, it sounds to me like they turned to you as the expert and then wanted you to tell them the truth so that they could dispel what you were telling them. It sounds like they wanted the real information and then attacked you and tried to sell your reputation afterwards and, uh, and, and say, don't listen to, to Malone or, or McCullough or fill in the blank others on the frontline docs. Um, they, I think they wanted ammunition from you by, by pulling you in as the guy they knew would really know the truth so that they could dispel it. Do you agree with that? I don't, you know, I, as you know, Joe, I'm trained as a expert witness in legal cases, and I always studiously avoid uh, um, making speculation about what people's intent or what was going on in their brain. I I, I respect that. Let me ask you the question better then. I asked the the question very badly. Dr. Malone, why do you think Nancy Pelosi had a meeting with you? Uh, What happened was that there was a uh, thought leader that had good connections with her office. Okay. Uh, who knew that I was an expert in this technology in the space and who recommended that uh, she speak to me. And uh, that's that's what set up the meeting was uh, they were basically moving forward on a consultation um, on the power of a mutual colleague who had recommended that they really needed to hear an alternative voice. Gotcha. Now, whether there was a deeper agenda, I don't know. And another thing that's not often appreciated is that I also had a personal uh, teleconference with Peter Marks, where I expressed my, this is the uh, head of uh, um, vaccines for CBER, um, the guy that has been signing all of the emergency use authorizations. Right, I didn't know that you met with him either. You had a cyber conference. I didn't know that. Yeah, and and uh, there was a representative uh, from the PR office of uh, FDA at that. Um, but I guess to make sure that neither of us said any key things, and I raised concerns about the the non clinical uh, common technical document that had come out of Japan that Byron Bridal had obtained, and I had reviewed. And my impression was that I couldn't understand why that was being allowed to go forward. Right. It that the pharmaceutical industry had pulled the wool over the eyes of the FDA. But what we've learned, and, and I got reassurance from Peter Marks, oh, everything's okay, we've, seen, we've received additional data, that's outdated, um, give me time. He asked me to, to not uh, make a big fuss and give him enough time to disclose to the public what was actually done. And of course, none of that ever happened. It was just more lies. I mean, I feel like, I've been living in in terms of interacting with the government in a hall of mirrors uh, surrounded by spooks. I've I've spent years dealing with spooks, and I and I know there are various tricks and ways. Yeah. They never tell the truth, but you can often kind of triangulate the truth by seeing what they're hiding and and what they're trying to distract you with. But- I, I just want to go back to something that you said, though, if you don't mind, and it's Dr. Robert Malone. Go to uh, his Substack, which is amazing, filled with great information, rwmalonemd.substack.com, rwmalonemd.substack.com. His other website is maloneinstitute.org as well. Um, I want to go back to the FDA because you very quickly said this, and you said that it sounded like Big Pharma either, like tricked the FDA or something. Isn't the FDA in the business of not being tricked by Big Pharma? Isn't that the reason it exists to protect you and me, the end user, from what pharma? Look, pharma, the big pharmaceutical companies want to make billions and trillions if they can, and the FDA is supposed to be the buffer. Isn't that the job? 
Well, they're supposed to be the gatekeeper. They're yes. supposed to be the ones that stand between us and uh, those that would take advantage of us uh, for commercial purposes. And clearly that relationship has been completely compromised. And yeah. over time, I mean, this the journey, this is what the book is about, is this journey of discovery that we've all been through over the last two years and documenting it as, as uh, um, uh, Steve Bannon likes to say, he, he, many of us believe that so many of the things, these things are going to be memory hold. They already are being memory hold, this being the term from George Orwell's 1984 of right. the disappearance of history. And uh, that books are going to be the only thing, the only remaining artifact, printed books, that will capture the true history. So the book is absolutely an attempt to do so. And absolutely what we've encountered, and that's why I'm sharing these facts, is is that the government has been duplicitous all the way through. Lies my government told me and the better future coming. We'll do another full segment. We're back after this in the Joe Pag Show. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. to have you people already asking i will post part one up on rumble tonight of dr robert malone we'll have part two either tomorrow or friday we'll make that clear on my socials we've got a lot of interviews and i didn't realize it was going to go two parts but i couldn't say no because of the great information coming in so we'll have that for you as well make sure you keep it right here on the joe pack show pop culture i almost said pop culture which i don't normally do what's going on paul so, I, I don't. I'm sure you've probably heard that LeBron James has the show on YouTube called The Shop. I sorry, I never heard that before. Right now, I did I, not know. So that. he has this this show, and he's usually has di- different celebrities on, and and you know and whatnot. And apparently Monday night he had Kanye West, and they recorded an episode, but. Uh, LeBron and his producers claimed that they had to scrap the entire episode because they felt that he was spewing dangerous stereotypes while they were recording the episode. Wow. All right. There you go. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you later. Have a good night. This is the Joe Pegg Show.